Coming up on episode 97 of Podcasts Royal, it's King Charles first trooping the color as king. Special photos for Father's Day have been released, and the Danish royals host a formal dinner in honor of the king and queen of Norway. Welcome back to Podcast Royal. How is your week, Jessica? It's been really good and really busy. I know you and I have been meeting up a lot lately to hang out at the pool and chat. Um, and I actually went out of town over the weekend and needed something to listen to on my drive. So I tuned in to Fergie, the Duchess of York's new podcast and listened to a few episodes. Have you listened to that yet, Rachel? I haven't. I am so behind on all things podcast right now, because I usually listen to them on my commute, but I don't have a commute anymore. I work from home. And so, but I am going to be on the road quite a bit in the next couple months. So I've got a list of podcasts to listen to, and that's one of them. Yeah, definitely check it out. It is, um, you know, it's a fun listen. She talks about her family on there. So you'll hear a little bit about Beatrice and Eugenie and the grandkids. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. How many episodes do they have? Like, just a few, right? Like less than yeah, five. Yeah, I think like maybe maybe three or something so far. I'll have to check it out. You know, I listen to pod. This is a secret. Well, it's not my my secret, but it's like a hack, like a life hack. I listen to my podcasts, which I don't know if I would recommend doing that with us. I don't know, but I listen to my podcast at two x speed, which takes a minute to get used to, but then it cuts the time in half. So, like if you listen to a lot of podcasts, like I do then you can listen to double the podcast in the same amount of time. But it does take a minute to get used to like people sounding like chipmunks and like talking really fast. But <laughs> once you get used to it, it's not that big of a deal. But I'm, I wonder how we sound on 2X. I don't listen to ours on 2X. Um, that's the only one I don't. But anyway, um, I will have to, I will have to, I was just, why I brought this up, but I was just thinking like, what does Fergie sound like on 2X? Because like I can hear her voice. And I'm uh, <laughs> interested to, to listen to that anyway. But I digress. So we, you know, I say I digress a lot on the show. I need to like check myself. I say that all the time, but anyway, we're going to move into the Royal rundown. Um, new listeners. I know that we were all over the tabloids this week. We were in the daily express, the mirror, New York post, other places. And so if you don't know us yet, welcome to episode 97. We've been at this for two and a half years and I think we've improved over time. But anyway, I am Rachel and I am Jessica and we are your co-hosts. If we do have new listeners, from the tabloid blitz where I, um, I'm just so glad I said the word dude, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I told you that yesterday. I was like, I'm so glad that, you know, we got that in there, like famous last words, quote me. And, and I say <laughs> the word dude in that quotes. Anyway, you never know on the show what, what people are going to latch on to, but I meant every word I said, but we have, we always start that show with segment one, which is Royal Rundown. So this is where we talk about the British Royal family. And then if we have other royal families around the world to talk about, then we will do that in segment two. But we are in segment one, Royal Rundown. We normally record every two weeks, but there is so much going on right now that we decided that an episode this week was necessary. I mean, my gosh, we've got Tripping the Color, Father's Day, Royal Ascot, Order of the Garter, all in one week. That is wild. So June is so 
busy for the royal family. My goodness. So let's kick off the royal rundown by wishing a very happy 41st birthday to one Prince William. Today is June 21st as we record this, and he is 41 today. He has been very busy with engagements as ever this past week. So I don't know if you read this. I I wrote a story about it for Marie Claire, but we saw William undertake a very candid interview, which is not something that he normally does with the Sunday Times. And the interview mostly centered around homelessness. And he said that he talked to his kids about it back when they were living in London at Kensington Palace, when they saw homeless individuals while they were on the school run, the kids would ask about it. They would talk frankly about it. He said he even slept outside for a night himself, I think about a decade ago. And I, I think that's called, I think the term is sleeping rough or something like that. And he's also been working with the homeless charity called Center Point, which was an organization that was close to Princess Diana's heart. And in a rare royal mashup, we saw William attend a film screening with Duchess Sophie, which is actually a pairing that I would like to see more of. And the two attended the Royal Foundation's screening of Rhino Man, which was hosted by United for Wildlife. The film features Anton Mazimba, who is who was, unfortunately, he's he passed away, a South African ranger who was murdered by wildlife traffickers in July of last year. I actually remember when that happened and how affected William was by his death. So just wondering what you thought of this kind of rare William and Sophie pairing. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, look, I I think Sophie is great. And of course, I like Prince William. And I think it's great to see them out together. It's a lot of fun. Um, it looked like a looked like a fun event to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would actually be interested to see that movie. So I don't know when and where that would be able to be screened. But yeah, it looked like um, I just like seeing them together because we so rarely just see the two of them. I mean, they might be on the balcony at Trooping the Color together or whatever, but it's rare to see the two of them. But I know that United for Wildlife is a cause that is close to Sophie's heart as well. It's definitely unexpected to see just the two of them together like that. Mm-hmm. But um, also a reminder of their family. You know, it's an aunt right. and an Right. Exactly. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Princess of Wales. So she was busy with her own engagements last week. She visited Riversley Park Children's Center in New Eaton. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, This engagement really aligns with her Shaping Us focus. While she was there, she met with health visitors who are professionals that visit with babies and families just following those first few months after birth. Health visitors... um, The ones she met with are in a study that are aimed at supporting their career path that really encourages the social and emotional development of infants. And the study that they're participating in is actually supported by Catherine's Royal Foundation Center for Early Childhood. So, Rachel, I don't know if you saw this, but at the event, I thought this is really funny. She was sitting in a circle with, you know, moms and babies and everything, and she's talking, and one of the infants burped, <laughs> and yes. then her, and she kind of turned around like, what? <laughs> Did you see like, that? She was so, it was so funny because she said, well done you to the baby, <laughs> which I think is like the <laughs> cutest response to that ever. Yeah, so another fun engagement to see the royals involved in. Um, And we've also, so let's hop back to Sophie really quick. She actually was one of two royals recently who received a new title. 
So since our last episode, she um, was invested as a Dame Grand Cross of the Order of St. John by the Duke of Gloucester. They held a ceremony at Buckingham Palace. I think it was last Thursday. So what exactly does this fancy title mean to our listeners? It sounds a little complicated, but St. John is an organization that provides first aid training, disaster relief, medical support services all around the world. So the Duke of Gloucester is Grand Prior. King Charles is sovereign head of the order associated with St. John. And essentially, this is a title given to Sophie following her years of work dedicated to St. John Ambulance, which, of course, is an organization she's worked with since 2004. The order is a Christian charity associated with St. John. And so really big deal for her, a big fun, I guess, kind of a promotion for her to receive that title. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about the other title that was given out? Yeah, well, just in case you were not aware, listeners, King Charles is a big fan of his wife, Queen Camilla, and he has now appointed her to Scotland's highest honor before their second coronation ceremony there in early July, which I believe they're not going to. William and Kate are going in their stead, and I don't really understand that. So Queen Camilla is now a member of the most ancient and most noble order of the Thistle, which is the highest order of chivalry in Scotland, and the order recognizes 16 knights and ladies for their contribution to national life, and the reigning monarch, of course, in this case, Charles, gets to make the call as to who makes the cut. So in addition to Camilla within the family, Charles, Anne, and William are all members. So congratulations to Sophie and Camilla on these new titles that are sound very fancy, but probably mean (laughs) absolutely nothing to people in the United States. So I had the same thought. They're they're fancy, but yeah, maybe not. They don't probably don't mean a whole lot to people outside of outside of the UK. Well, we're we're happy for you both, regardless. Rachel, I'm going to give you a title, Lady of the Podcast. What about you, Lady of the Podcast? I will be the other Lady of the Podcast. Okay, Lady of the Podcast, right here. It's a it's a club of two, two of two, right here. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit more about King Charles. He actually took a little train ride for an engagement last week. Mm. He visited North Yorkshire, where he arrived at Pickering Heritage Railway Railway Station, which is part of North Yorkshire Moors Railway. So he came on the Royal Train which was pulled by the Flying Scotsman train engine. This was in honor of the 100th anniversary of the engine and the 50th anniversary of North Yorkshire Moors Railway. So the Flying Scotsman, for anyone who doesn't know, is actually the first locomotive to reach 100 miles per hour. Kind of cool. That's weird to think of a train going that fast, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, he also met with people who work on the railway. Um, He presented an anniversary plaque um, to the railway. And then following that meeting, he ventured out and went to a marketplace in Pickering where he visited Birdgate Chocolatiers. And this is a chocolate shop. And they sell local ingredients as well as produce from the Duchy of Lancaster. And one more little interesting fact here that I read. So while he was in town, he visited a church, St. Peter and St. Paul's Church, and he got a tour and he saw some old medieval paintings and the paintings were actually found by accident in 1852 when they were uncovered from being behind plaster. So Mm. that was 
a pretty, that'd be a pretty cool discovery if you were the one to find those. Yeah, no kidding. So yeah, that was a fun little event. And then also on Sunday, of course, we all celebrated Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all of our dads out there. Happy Father's Day to the Prince of Wales, who released a new photo of him and his three children over the weekend, Prince George, Princess Charlotte, and Prince Louis. The photo that we saw actually was taken by Millie Pilkerton, who you may remember also took the photo of Prince Louis for his fifth birthday when he was being pushed by the wheelbarrow uh, by the Princess of Wales. So it seems like these photos were done at the same time. Louis mm-hmm. is dressed in the same outfit, and it's very clear the whole family was going with a blue theme. <laughs> what What's new, Rachel? <laughs> no kidding. I, we said we weren't going to mention that anymore, but here we are again. But yeah. <laughs> so in the photo shared for Father's Day, they are on a bench at Windsor Castle. The bench was actually a 90th birthday gift for Queen Elizabeth um, the second. And Prince William is sitting with George and Charlotte on either side, Louis standing behind him with his arms wrapped around his neck. And William's got this blue button down shirt. George is in a blue and white plaid button down and Louis in a blue sweater. And then we see Charlotte in a blue and white floral dress and she's got a little white sweater on. And of course, we also know from the other photo that Catherine that day was wearing a blue and white striped sweater. And for listeners who maybe are interested, Princess Charlotte's dress is by the designer Rachel Riley, and it retails Mm -hmm. for about 65 pounds. And if you're going to go buy a Rachel Riley dress, go to my Marie Claire article and buy it there because then we get commission. So (laughs) love you. Love you, listeners. We appreciate that Um, or don't, but it would be awesome if you did, by the way. Okay. I, this, I was not planning on saying this, but we like said as an aside at the end of our last episode that like, please give us five-star reviews or write a review or whatever. So many of you did. And like so many of you did that, like it would take too long to read all of them on the show. Thank you to read those kind words meant so much. So I just like, I, I was not planning on saying that, but thank you listeners for showing up and showing out and you know who you are. So we appreciate that so much anyway. So speaking of father's day, uh, the Royal family also shared some father's day photos from the Royal family account, which of course is Charles and Camilla's account. It included pictures of Charles's late father, Prince Philip, Camilla's late father, Bruce Shand. Charles also shared a photo from, I believe, 1997 with both William and Harry there in Scotland. They're at Balmoral. And the post was captioned to dads everywhere. We wish you a special Father's Day today. So happy again, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And, uh, you know, I can't believe that this is this far down in the Royal Rundown. This is probably something that our listeners were anxiously awaiting hearing about. But there's some big time Sussex news this week. Again, I'm shocked it's down this low, but um, Spotify has parted ways with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle after three years, $20 million, and sorry, 13 episodes of content. Just for context, listeners, uh, we're not getting paid $20 million. I know that shocks you. And this is episode 97, and we've been at this since 2020 as well. So keep that, and we record every two weeks. So keep that in mind. So um, that breaks down, by the way, to over $1.5 million per episode of Archetypes, which had 12 episodes, as well as that very short, like three minute holiday special they did with little Archie's voice on it. And that, that holiday special came out in December, 2020, 
then nothing until August, 2022, when archetypes came out. And by the way, I say $20 million, that's what the contract was for, but I am not sure that they are going to be paid out the full amount. I don't know the insider details of the deal, but for fans of archetypes, you might be in luck. Megan's team said that she will be taking content to another platform. And I am hearing that it will be on the relaunched TIG, which was Megan's lifestyle blog that she had before she married into the royal family. And apparently the revamped, relaunched TIG will feature an audio arm as well. So they're going to be doing some some podcasting or some kind of audio on there. Um, and the reason that Spotify gave for letting the Sussexes go, and I, I'm not, I haven't fully ascertained if it's a mutual parting or like if they were let go by Spotify, I don't know. But um, the reason was that Spotify was over-investing. $20 million is a lot of money, especially when not much content comes from it. And I've also heard rumors, though, unconfirmed that the Netflix deal might be a little bit shaky as well. And there's been tons of buzz this week about Megan partnering with Dior. But those rumors have so far not been confirmed, although it would be a pretty natural pairing because Megan wears Dior fairly frequently. Um, and Harry wore that Dior suit to the coronation back in May. So lots going on with the business. I mean, I just, I'm Megan, of course, is signed with WMME um, and Ari Emanuel, which he's a huge, big name talent agent. And so I feel like there's a lot of things that are shifting and about to launch in a big way for them. But um, yeah, so no more Spotify. That's, and like, again, I just, I can remember, I can't remember what month in 2020 they signed the deal. I want to say it was around September. And when we got the holiday episode, I was really excited. And then, you know, I was honestly expecting to have an episode of Archetypes in the feed early 2021, right? And then nothing for like, what, a year and eight months. And so anyway, it sometimes business deals just don't work out. So no more Spotify and Sussexes. I... And I, I need to go back and confirm this, but as we're recording this this afternoon, I thought um, I had heard the Dior rumor was debunked or. Yeah, I've pretty much heard it's more or less dead, but it was everywhere for a minute there for a second. So speaking of Spotify, Rachel, I don't know if you saw this article, but it's come out that a Spotify exec has called Harry and Meghan effing grifters. And yeah. I'm not going to say the expletive <laughs> since we try to keep it clean on this podcast, but listeners, you, you get it. I'm sure. Pretty uh, sure, you know, all know what effing means, but yes. <laughs> um, Bill Simmons. So he founded the ringer, which is a sports media network owned by Spotify. Spotify purchased the ringer in 2020 for around 200 million. And Bill is currently Spotify's head of podcast innovation and monetization. So he's the one that made these comments. Um, he also hosts his own podcast called the Bill Simmons podcast. I've never listened to that. Um, but needless to say, he's pretty high up at, at Spotify. And in a recent article, he I'm sorry, a recent episode of his podcast, he talked about a Zoom call he had with Prince Harry where they brainstormed podcast ideas. And I I mean, I guess it happened following the R12 partnership when the Sussexes agreed to produce podcasts. Maybe they were talking through, you know, what that would look like. On his podcast, Simmons said, and I'm just going to read his quote here. He said, effing grifters, that's the podcast we should have launched with them. I 
I got to get drunk one night and tell the story of the zoom I had with Harry to try and help him with a podcast idea. It's one of my best stories. So earlier in, um, I guess sometime last year, maybe in one of his episodes, um, he also mentioned Harry specifically and working with him. And he had a lot of other really harsh comments to say that I'm not going to get into on this podcast. You can go back and listen, or you can read those online, but really, really harsh statements coming from a Spotify exec. And, you know, this is giving me a lot of insight behind the lack of content that we saw from the Sussexes and maybe the frustrations that were going on behind the scenes that none of us really knew about. So, I mean, I don't know. That's, that's really, really, Those are some really harsh words from him. Like that's, that's, I mean, look, I realized that like, they're no longer with Spotify, but like, that's, that's, that's just like, just let him go. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to say all of that. Like, cause if you go and read his full comments, that's a pretty ugly vitriol. So, I mean, it didn't work out whatever, but like, you don't have to exacerbate it like that. That's anyway. Yeah, so we'll see what comes following the split of that relationship between Archwell and Spotify. But let's go ahead and jump into our next topic. So this is one, another one listeners are probably waiting for. Um, let's let's talk about tripping the color. And I'm going to mm-hmm. let Rachel tell us about this year's event. But before we hop into that, for listeners who maybe, maybe you're new to following the British royal family, maybe you want a little refresher on tripping the color. But this event marks the official birthday celebration of the monarch. So it's a public event. It's held every June with a parade of soldiers, horses, music. Um, we know, of course, we see members of the royal family on horseback. This year, of course, we saw Prince William, Princess Anne, and even the king himself. I so want to jump in here really quickly and say that I think this is the first time that the monarch has been on horseback since 1986, which is the year I was born, and I'm 36, because the queen stopped riding in the parade. But I just thought that was a cool factoid for you. That Yeah, that's a really cool fact. So you know, during this event, the British Royal Air Force does a fun and exciting fly pass that we always look forward to. We see members of the royal family on the balcony at Buckingham Palace, and there's a 41-gun salute in Green Park. Um, So as I mentioned, it's in June every year, and this is regardless of when the monarch's actual birthday is. And if you're wondering why, it's really not that complicated. It's because it's England's best chance of warm, sunny weather. <laughs> so <laughs> that way the event is less likely to get rained out. But um, Rachel, tell us about this year's event. Yeah. So as ever, lots of memorable moments at Trooping the Color, which was this past Saturday. Most most of these memories supplied by the Wales kids uh, who are like the epicenter of entertainment for the royal family. Louis being Louis, he uh, held his nose while he passed by the horses who must have dropped something, a little gift on the ground um, while he was in the carriage. He was making, Louis was making what looked like some type of <laughs> motorcycle riding gesture on the Buckingham Palace balcony. Like one of my favorite things to do <laughs> Like one of my favorite, seriously, one of my favorite parts of my job is sifting through the the photos on Getty of Louie because they are so funny. Like this kid has so much personality. And um, at one point he, Louie and Charlotte bumped heads on the balcony. Um, Louie seemed unaffected, but Charlotte kind of rubbed her head, but she didn't throw a tantrum. So that's good maturity on her part, but just so much good as ever. Um, Charlotte's dress that she wore and the kids, by the way, George, Charlotte, Louie were coordinated in red, white, and blue. 
um, the dress Charlotte wore was reportedly an upcycled version of her coronation dress, which is very Kate Middleton of her, if I do say so myself. So um, George let out a big sneeze in the carriage, which made me personally wonder with absolutely not one bit of evidence to back this up. But if he isn't allergic to horses like his mom, Kate is allergic to horses. And if you're in the royal family and allergic to horses, that's really unfortunate for you because there's mm-hmm. horses all around always. So she actually at one point was taking immunotherapy for that. But um, anyway, I, I'm just speculating. I have no idea if George is allergic to horses. He might've just had to sneeze like anybody else, but um, Harry and Megan were not in attendance. I've heard reported that they were not invited, which seems especially curt um, and just kind of a backslide from the coronation. I don't know. But anyway, the carriage procession happened as it always does, followed by the Buckingham Palace balcony appearance. It continues to strike me when I see the family on the balcony these days. What a slim down, like, I guess we can use Charles's term and say slim down monarchy we have these days. There, of course, were the king and queen, the five Waleses, Edward and Sophie, Anne and Timothy, and then a couple of other royals off to the side. But I mean, don't you remember that? And this was not that long ago. This was like three years, three, four years ago when the balcony was packed, like to the gills, like Beatrice and Eugenie and Andrew, and we can do without Andrew, but like Harry and Meghan. And it's just not like that anymore. And it's, it's, it's honestly kind of sad. Like I miss, I miss the days of yesteryear when the balcony was was full. And I miss her late majesty still, of course, as well as I'm sure many of you do as well, but let's talk fashion for a moment. So we'll start with the star of the show, or at least my star, Kate. She was wearing princess Diana's sapphire and diamond earrings. And let's keep in mind that this is Kate's first trooping the color as princess of Wales. So a nod to the former princess of Wales seems very appropriate. Also fun factoid for you. Diana wore green to her first Trooping the Color in 1982. So she barely missed Trooping the Color in 1981 because Trooping the Color is in June. She got married in July. So her first Trooping the Color was all the way in June of 1982. And that was her first as Princess of Wales. And so did Kate. So that's kind of the ties. That And, and I'm sure that this is intentional. Like I, there, I don't think anything is left to chance, but Kate wore a green dress by Andrew Ginn. I hope I'm saying that correctly. And a matching hat by Philip Tracy. Her dress was actually a sweet nod to her husband, William. So um, the designer is from Singapore and that is where the third annual Earthshot prize will be held in November. So isn't that sweet? She managed to honor um, Diana and William and all, all in the same outfit. And now, okay, well, let's stop there. What do you think of Kate's look? Okay. So a couple thoughts. I also read that the green and the shamrock brooch was a nod mm-hmm. to her title as Colonel of the Welsh Yes, Guard. that's right. Um, that's right. So another Irish, tie in Irish, there. Guards. Irish guards, Irish guards. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Another tie in there. And, um, you know, to your point, all of the ties and the symbolism here, I don't think it's by accident, but I think it's happening more than ever recently. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, um, okay. So her outfit, I, it's not that I disliked it. It's just, it wasn't my favorite. It's a little different, but I like it. I like it a lot, actually. And we we may get into point. this we may get into this later, but she's gotten um, some criticism this past week with, with some of the outfits that she's had on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but no, I mean, I thought she looked great in it. I loved, actually, the color was beautiful. I loved the photo of her sitting in that chair from the back where you can see the the piece on the back of her hat that matches the buttons on the front. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I don't have any any issues with the dress. It just, I, I've there are other ones that I would say are more my favorite. So sure, sure. I know I, I kind of liked that it was a little bit different. And I and you know, honestly, both women are not wearing blue, and that's such a breath of fresh air for me. Like honestly, <laughs> I'm getting sick of it. But let's let's move on to Camilla. She wore a very interesting military-inspired outfit, keeping in theme, I guess. So um, <laughs> what did you think about this? I don't even know how to describe this. She's got like a, a black hat with like a plume on top, and then like literally, I mean, it's incredibly military-inspired, like red with gold buttons down the front. I mean, it looks very trooping the color. Um, thoughts? This, okay, I, yeah, I'm over here giggling um, because, I mean, I actually, I don't, I don't hate the dress, but it's almost like a costume. It's not even just military right. inspired. It's right, like right. straight up, she could blend in with the guard. Right, exactly. Same I mean, color, it was very, very obvious. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, yeah, that's, that's actually the best way to put it is that it doesn't like, it looks costumey. Well, in keeping with some of the symbols in here, I, I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but princess Charlotte, which her outfit may have been my favorite of the day. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if you noticed the collar on her dress, she had the red kind of ribbon lining it and it crisscrossed and it looked like sort of reminded me of St. George's cross on her. Oh on her yeah. So I thought that was a little yeah. symbolism and I'm sure it was not an accident either. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, on the balcony, William was apparently impressed with George's knowledge of the different planes flying by in the fly pass. Of course we saw the CR, which is cool. Louis saluted the crowd, the crowds below, clearly understanding the assignment as the youths might say. And we've talked about everyone but King Charles, whose birthday we are celebrating. So happy public birthday, Your Majesty. Um, he and Camilla were there too, the end. So there's that. But this is, of course, Charles's first Trooping the Color as Monarch. Um, as Jessica said, the public's birthday celebration is held every June. Charles's actual birthday is November 14th, which is actually our podcast anniversary as well, not on purpose. And then her, her late majesty's, for example, was in April. As we said at the top of the episode, a very busy week for royals uh, and a lot of firsts for King Charles this week as well. As soon as we wrapped up Trooping the Color over the weekend, we saw His Majesty's very first Garter Day service as King. The Order of the Garter is the most senior order of chivalry in Britain, and annually it is recognized with a service and a procession that includes the king and his knights and they're dressed in their robes and their hats at Windsor Castle. So this year in the procession, we saw the king and queen in their new roles, Prince William as the newest Prince of Wales. And of course, we saw Princess Anne and Prince Edward, Duke of Edinburgh. And from what I've read, Prince Andrew was actually in attendance at the lunch before the procession, but he did not attend the actual procession, which he also, you may remember, didn't process last year either. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also saw the Princess of Wales and Sophie, Duchess of Edinburgh, watching the procession. You know, they had their big smiles on. They also were wearing some new frocks, which I shared on our Instagram stories if you're following over there. So Catherine was in an Alessandra Rich midi dress, white 
small black polka dots. Um, this dress was strikingly similar to one Princess Diana wore in the past. Um, I mean, to me, their outfits were almost identical. I even think their shoes were very strikingly similar. Um, so she had on these white pumps that had a black toe and little Mary Jane straps. What did you think of this look, Rachel? Correct me if I'm wrong, but did she not wear this exact look to Royal Ascot last year? Like, I remember writing a story about this exact look and how it was exactly like Princess Diana's look from 1980, whatever it was, 1986 mm -hmm. or or whatever. And I mean, look, that if there are two things that I could retire in the royal fashion world at the moment, it would be bl the color blue and polka dots. I'm still like we we have we've had a nice respite from the polka dots but i guess they're back it's not my favorite look it wasn't my favorite look at royal i don't know if it's the same dress um i'd have to no I'd so little, it's not she, she's gotten a lot of criticism this week because um she's got these two dresses that are very 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 similar and mm -hmm. they're but they're not the same um and i you know a lot of people have said why what couldn't you just recycle last year's dress from royal ascot um, and so, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a, you know, a lot of spending and, and a lot of people have brought oh, attention to that as up, well. Everybody like she, like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to take, I'm going to defend Kate on this one. Like she can, like, she's the princess of Wales. She can have similar, don't, don't you have similar, I have like five black dresses hanging in my closet. Mm -hmm. Am I going to get, well, like, you know what I mean? I, I totally agree with you. And and I'm bringing attention to this just because it's been all, a lot of people are talking about it online. Um, and and know, so the I've, argument I've is, um, you know, that Prince William has been pushing a lot of like ending homelessness and being sustainable and looking out for the environment. And so that's where the criticism comes from. Now, me personally, I agree with you, Rachel. I think, um, Look, Catherine, to your point, she's a princess and she's and she got, recycles you know, outfits all the time. She does. She does. And I think she's owed some some new dresses for these occasions. So let the I girl get a, a new dress. Let her get a new dress, everybody. It's not that serious. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I get the other side of it, but I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at her for the new dress. I don't like the dress. That's not my personal style, but I'm not mad at her for having a new polka dot dress if that is what she wants. So I, yeah, totally agree. Um, we also saw Sophie in an Amelia Wickstead midi dress. This one was white with a bright pink floral pattern. And I actually loved this dress. I thought it was really, really pretty. Um, it was perfect for a warm day outside. My only annoyance with this dress was the designer had it where a seam ran right down the front middle of the dress. And I just don't like it when designers do that. I like to see a continuous pattern across the front of the dress, but otherwise it was really beautiful. Um, so I don't know. Did you have any thoughts on that one? Yeah, she looked beautiful. I love Amelia Wickstead. I don't think I've ever seen an Amelia Wickstead look that I didn't like, to be honest with you. And I also liked her hat. I thought it was really fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, we also had a <laughs> a repeat incident, like what we saw at the Trooping the Color practice. Remember, we talked about that in our last episode where a guard fainted at mm -hmm. practice. So a guard actually fainted during the procession on Garter Day. That's and Rachel, it was really scary to see. I saw it on tape. You know, some people... Did I just say tape? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was saw the video <laughs> online <laughs> showing my age over here. Mm -hmm. um, and... You know, 
but some people kind of ran out to help him. And I'm just starting to wonder if these events really are best suited for June, or maybe we can find like a slightly cooler month that might work better. I don't know. I mean, which is worse, rain or fainting? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like, I don't want anybody to faint. That's scary. No. Anyway, well, so as if we didn't have enough going on this week, I'm glad we recorded this week. Could you imagine if we waited another week and like the length of the episode would be enormous, but Royal Ascot is underway right now. And in the program for the annual event, Charles and Camilla's joint cipher was unveiled and we're looking at it right now. It's a, uh, can't tell which is on top of which, but there's two C's of course, for Charles and Camilla, and then an R for Rex for, which is Latin for King. And uh, yeah, so they, uh, they both, the king and queen both have their own individual ciphers, but I think this is the first time we've seen their joint cipher. So any thoughts on this? I love it. I think it looks great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks really, it looks really good. So as I said, we're recording this on Wednesday. Royal Ascot is only on day two. And so for those that don't know, it's an iconic horse race that always brings out the royal family who ride in the royal procession. Queen Elizabeth was a huge supporter of the event and it is a staple in the royal diary. But let's talk about that more next episode once we've had all the days of the event because I think there's five or six days and we're only on day two so let's move on okay so you all probably remember last week we said we received a listener question and we did not have time to answer it in our last episode so we're going to do that today here we go all right be ready Rachel I don't think this is I don't think this is as dramatic as we've been puffing it up to be so I'm just no 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 no. it's so okay let me just read the question so one of our listeners reached out to us on Instagram and thank you for doing that I, I like it when we get our listener questions but so she says I've been listening to your podcast for quite a while now and I really look forward to every episode I love hearing your perspectives on the British royal family and have learned quite a bit from royals around the world I'm messaging today, though, with a question I've been hearing, and I'm sure you have too, a lot of rumors about Prince William and Rose Hanbury. I've had a hard time believing these rumors to be true, but I would love to know your thoughts. I'm assuming your thoughts may be similar to mine since those rumors haven't been mentioned on the pod, but the more they circulate, the more curious I am. So yes, we are aware of these rumors. We um, haven't really done any kind of a deep dive into it on the pod. You um, mentioned Rose Hanbury one time, and I will I will explain when that was later on. But go ahead. Okay, so first I want to mention you know her noting again us not talking about it, and and it is because it truly is a rumor. I mean, you know, I I. Um, we just we try really hard on the on the podcast to stay away from the gossip headlines and the clickbait stories, anything that's really unconfirmed like that. We try to stick to more factual events and reporting on that. But um, before we dive too deep into the discussion, I'm going to say up top, I think all of this is a big nothing burger. I've done some research yes. on this, and um, so I've, I've come to my conclusion based on my research. So. For a little bit of backstory, for listeners who maybe don't know much about Rose Hanbury, she was actually a model when she was younger, and she worked in a political research role. So she does have some ties to the royals in a couple of ways. First, her grandmother was actually a bridesmaid at Queen Elizabeth II's wedding. And second, her husband, David Chumley, is the seventh Marquess that of Chumley. That does not look, sorry, that does not look like it should be Chumley, but Chumondel, <laughs> Chul, Chulmondele, but it's Chumley, you're right. Yes, so... 
They were married in 2009. They've got three children. They have twin boys, Alexander and Oliver, who are 13. And they have a daughter, Iris Marina, who is seven. Um, Rose was actually pregnant with their sons when they got engaged, and she had them shortly following their wedding. Um, And their twins were pages of honor at King Charles' coronation. So she's been with her husband for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, they live at Houghton Hall in Norfolk, which is really close to William and Catherine's country home, Anmer Hall, which we've talked about before on the podcast. And of course, the couples are in the same social circle. They're often seen at events together. We actually saw Rose at Prince William's memorial service and at Queen Elizabeth II's funeral. So anyway, um, that's a little backstory on her. So these rumors started circulating back, I think it was in 2019. And the story was that Rose and William had an affair and that Catherine had phased Rose out of their friend group. So this, you know, if you haven't seen it online, it all started with a very blurry photo of William out at a crowded bar with friends. He's leaning in toward Rose. He's kind of got his hand, you know, like on her side or on her waist, not around her waist, but like got his hand on her waist. And he, he looks like Their faces are really close, but it's really blurry, so you can't really see what's going on. And people have speculated that he was leaning in to kiss her. And I actually, after looking at it, there's actually a second photo, and she's kind of leaned in. She has her hand on his elbow. Um, I personally think that this is really a stretch to speculate this. To me, it looks like um, he's leaning in to to greet her hello or goodbye. You know how often we see royals lean in and they greet with like a cheek touch or an air kiss or something in a hug. It may even be that it was really loud where he was and he was leaning in to try to hear her say something. I mean, from my perspective, William is not stupid. He is well-versed in paparazzi and photo leaks. And if something inappropriate were going on, I think he would be way smarter than to behave inappropriately in public where he would definitely get caught. So I don't really know what sort of event they were attending. I mean, clearly it was somewhere where their friends were. It seems like Catherine was not there. I don't know. Maybe she was at home with the kids, but Regarding Rose being phased out of their friend group after this event, we don't actually know if that's true. I mean, that's what was being circulated in the tabloids, but we've seen her and Catherine at some of the same events recently, like the Queen's funeral and King Charles' coronation, for example. Um, If anything, I sort of imagine once the photo was being circulated and rumors were starting, they probably decided to keep their distance from Rose, not to continue to fuel rumors. Um, But I've also read that both the Waleses and the Chumleys considered legal action against these outlets pushing the affair rumors. So both sides looking into something like that, I think, should give us a clue into how serious this is and how you know upset they were by, by these rumors. Um, they didn't follow through with a lawsuit, but the Waleses did have their lawyers send a letter to one outlet, and, and that letter stated that I'm going to quote it. In addition to being false and highly damaging, the publication of false speculation in respect to our client's life also constitutes a breach of his privacy pursuant to Article 8 of the European Convention to Human Rights. So another source also confirmed, uh, I'm sorry, also commented on the rumors that um, they said, you know, the affair rumors turned out to be a really great thing for them in the end because Kate does find the rumors hurtful, obviously, and hates the thought that one day her children will be able to read about them online. But it did force her and William to sit back and examine their relationship and, you know, realize 
you know, how they should have been, you know, handling things more often or the quote maybe said what they should have been doing more often. So I think that's another big part of why we haven't discussed this. You know, it is awful to think that George, Charlotte, and Louis will be able to read about something like this online one day. And it just feels icky to talk about. It's slimy to speculate about nasty rumors related to people's private lives. Um, you know, again, we don't have any any hard evidence or proof that anything was going on. Um, and you mentioned this one time, Rachel, and, and you're so right about it. You said people, you know, who are dealing with cheating and affairs in their relationship don't look at each other as lovingly as we see William and Catherine looking at each other. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought that was a great point, you know, from Kate butt grabbing William at the BAFTAs recently to William touching the small of her back when they walk or turning toward her to smile when they're sitting together at an event. I think we have an abundance of evidence that these two really love and respect each other and they've got a really strong marriage. And unfortunately, people love drama and scandalous headlines get more clicks and sell more copies. And that's where I stand on that. Um, I know that was a long speech, but I wanted to share the backstory, the research and why I feel like there's really nothing going on here. And it's just a rumor. So what well, do you I think? I completely agree with you. I don't think that there is any there there, if you will. And so this all started in 2019. The, our podcast didn't launch until November of 2020. So we've never talked about it because by the time November 2020 rolled around, it's kind of old news. But it was actually not me that said the comment about how women can't look at a man that lovingly, if she's been cheated on, it was actually Robert Jobson when we interviewed him on the show about a year ago. And that is the only time we've ever talked about I don't, we did not mention Rose Hanbury by name. We just said, you know, there's some cheating. We, we interviewed him for the show. You can go back and listen to that interview. It was for William's 40th birthday. So that was a year ago at this time. And we didn't mention Rose by name, but um, so this is actually probably the first time we've ever mentioned her by name, but we said, um, you know, there's been some cheating rumors. What do you think about that? And he said one, of, and I've said this, I've recycled this comment a million times because I found it like you so touching if, if that were true, that William had cheated on Kate with one of her friends and with anybody, but especially one of her friends, then she would never be able to look at him with that look of love. Like not even an Academy award-winning actress could do that, you know? And so I agree. I don't think that there is anything there, there. I wrote a story recently about how actually, cause you just said that Rose's sons were pages of honor. Prince George was a page of honor as well. So that the two reconnected at the coronation and they're kind of like, you know, cause the Norfolk um, social circle, it's, it's pretty, it's small enough. And so, you know, they're socializing again is what I'm hearing. But my final thought on this is William was, had a front row seat, not just by virtue of being their son, but because Diana confided in him probably too much about what was going on with her marriage to Charles and how he was, Charles was cheating on her with Camilla. And um, after watching your mom go through that as a young boy, I just cannot see any way that he would be able to do that to his own wife, you know, um, like after seeing firsthand the, the damaging and devastating effects of what that can do to a woman and to a marriage. I don't think that I, I don't think it's possible. So I, I just, again, think that it's a, it's a non-issue. 
Yeah. And I do remember that chat with, um, with Robert Jobson. And I, I think maybe I was recalling a conversation we had following that mm-hmm. interview where we were talking about that, but, um, no, I mean, those are great points and we're both on the same page. It's, yeah. it's all just rumors. Right. Let's move on from our listener question. And, you know, again, listeners, if, if you've got a question for us, send us a DM or an email or something, and we'll answer it on here. If we, you know, if it's something that we haven't covered yet, but We've got a little bit to cover in Royals around the world this week. So um, the end of last week, the Danish Royals actually welcomed King Harold and Queen Sonia of Norway for a two-day visit. On their first night, Queen Margaret hosted a formal dinner at the palace in honor of the Norwegian Royals. So at this event, we saw floor-length gowns and tiaras. That was really fun um, to see if you haven't seen those photos. I'll try to post some on Instagram. But in attendance were Crown Prince Frederick and Crown Princess Mary. And Mary was in a blush-colored dress. It was actually a rewear. Um, it was really the same blush color as the dress the Princess of Wales wore to the Jordanian royal wedding. But Mary's dress is by Max Mara, and I will say this one is not a favorite of mine. I loved her the dress she wore to the Jordanian royal wedding, but I don't really care for the dropped waist on this. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't super special or eye-catching to me. However, Queen Margaret wore a new dress, which I actually loved, Rachel. Um, I typically prefer solid colors to patterns, but she had this pattern dress, and it was really beautiful. It was white, like a floor-length gown with this pinkish-reddish hued kind of like a swirling pattern and it had this thick ribbon belted waist um and I thought it was really beautiful what did Mm -hmm. you think yeah that's beautiful it's different but it's it's really beautiful it's striking and then Queen Sonia of Norway, she had a rewear as well. Um, it was a lime green dress and the top portion and the sleeves of the dress were covered in lace. And I'm actually a little surprised that I liked this one too. I am not really fond of neon colors, but I actually thought it looked really great. I loved it. I'm not a fan of this one, but um, but I'll leave that to you. I'm not I actually I'm, like I'm, the contrast of the lime green dress and that cool blue sash she's got on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's different. I like it. A it's lot. not the color. Like the, I mean, I'm not a huge lime green fan, but it's not the color that does it for me. It's just the, like, I, I think the top looks strange, but anyway, not my favorite, but the queen's dress is, um, is, is absolutely stunning. Yeah. So if you are into gowns and tiaras, um, and you know, you want to see something, outside of the British Royal family, go check Mm -hmm. this out. Um, And, you know, we've mentioned before that Royals across Europe are all sort of distantly related. So our Danish and Norwegian Royals are no different. Queen Margaret of Denmark and King Harold of Norway are second cousins. So there's a fun little fact for you. If you didn't know, they were essentially hanging out with family at this event. When King Harold like almost face planted, did you see that he tripped and like, no, that was I didn't know it. yeah, I that was kind of scary when people trip. I mean, period, but like definitely when people trip past a certain age, it kind of makes me nervous, but he's okay. So that's good. Well, I'm really glad we did this bonus. I, if you want to call it a bonus episode on our off week, because my gosh, can you even imagine like next week's episode, it would be like five hours long, but anything else before we wrap up? I don't think so. Um, I'm sure we probably missed a few things in this episode because uh, there was just so much going on this week, but we'll catch up next week um, with all of 
all of anything we missed in our next topics. Um, so yeah, have a great week. Yes. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at podcast Royal email us at hello podcast Royal at gmail.com. And please follow rate and review our podcast. Again, those five-star reviews really made our week last week. Thank you listeners. We love that you are podcast Royal Loyals. Thank you all so much for tuning into episode 97. We're getting really close to hundred, Jessica. We got to throw a party or something. Um, episode 97 of podcast Royal. Bye. Bye. Thank you.